Hello and welcome back to the Radical Secular Podcast. I'm Christoph Defoe. We launched the Radical Secular Podcast in June of 2020, an era during which the coronavirus pandemic was ravaging the world unabated, an era during which Trump was still President of the United States, an era during which Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Roe versus Wade were still alive. At the Radical Secular, we spent the two years, yes, years, since we launched the podcast warning anyone who would listen that terrible things would definitely come to pass if we progressives didn't band together and fight back. Like now. And sadly, we were right. The world really has changed dramatically over the last two years. For the worse, obviously. The question we progressives are asking ourselves now, or perhaps should be asking ourselves, is given the worsening state of the world, what should we do next? How do we move forward? How can we contribute to the fight against theocracy and patriarchy and white supremacy in a way that's real and in a way that robs us neither of our humanity nor of our sanity? How should we exist in the post-Roe, post-truth, post-democracy environment in which we find ourselves? To put it another way, the question is no longer how can we prevent theocracy from coming to America. The question now is, given that theocracy has come to America, what should we do about it? Look, we don't pretend to have hard and fast answers to those questions. We are podcasters, we are not gurus. But we are confident that those answers will lie within the realm of radical empathy. And that's the spirit with which we will embark on this next phase of this project. Our team will rely on each other and on the wisdom of our guests and on discussions with you on social media and elsewhere to weather the storm that's facing all of us who care about social justice. This all means that the show is gonna change. So thank you for bearing with us as we adapt our beloved podcast so that it's more responsive to the unbelievably challenging new world in which we find ourselves. Today, we present you with a short conversation between Liz and me about how we might move forward in this god-awful environment. But first, I want to remind you that if you like our show, to make sure to subscribe, leave a review, check out our Patreon, and tell your friends to listen. Our show is available on all the major podcast channels, and you should hit us up on social media. We want to build a community here of supportive, progressive, radically empathetic people. And we want you, we need you to be part of it. Now, here's Liz. Oh, oh yeah. So there's this there's this concept that I'm constantly forgetting and relearning, which is that um, my thoughts affect my mood. Mm. And I think on some very core way, I have this belief that I am dependent on my mood and that my mood is not under my control at all that it's just kind of like this thing that I'm blown around by. And I kind of like, I find myself sometimes if, if I'm in a funk for a while, I'll be like, 
um, I'm like waiting for the good mood to come before I can then do the things that happen when I'm in a good mood. Right, 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 right. Recently I'm started, I'm like, oh yeah, right, there's that thing where like when I'm lying in bed at night and I'm spiraling and I'm like, um, and I'm ruminating on, you know, all these things that are out of my control, that are stressing me out, that give me fear and anxiety. Then I wake up the next day and I feel like dog shit. <laughs> so there's a connection there and and I'm really somehow like so resistant to the idea that it's weird because the reason is this is where like positive affirmations come in right and for a long time I really resisted that because <laughs> I in my 20s went through this period where I was like reading all these self-help books and I was depressed. I was trying to figure it out, right? So sure, I read sure. these books and a lot of them were talking about positive affirmations and positive thinking. And, and I was like, all right, let's try it. So I did some and I didn't immediately feel better. So I was like, well, that's all bullshit. Right. Right. Because there wasn't like a deeper conversation about the fact that it takes time. It's not like you're instantaneously going to feel better. Um, but it's more like you are, you're sowing the seeds for how you're going to feel later on. Mm. And at at the at bare minimum, you're at least gonna stop yourself from spiraling deeper, right? Right, so like, right, 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 right. If I can think of it like that, like so, so I will literally like go to bed, and if I find myself spinning, I'll just mm-hmm. be like, I'll be like, tomorrow's gonna be a good day. Right, <laughs> and just not feel right. Like tomorrow's gonna be a good day, but like, I do find that there's some truth to when I just direct my thoughts in a different way then eventually i have the emotional outcome of those thoughts sure but there's sure. a delay right so i think so recently i've just been sort of like re-remembering this thing that i forget constantly um because yeah. i think i was just like put into such a huge funk by all by the world totally <laughs> yeah. totally and uh but we really can't we can't live in that it's not healthy no but the problem is like you said you can't stay you can't live like that i can't live like that i can't live in this hyper i don't want to talk about that all the time right i just don't want to talk about it all the time and 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 just talking about it itself doesn't solve it that's the other thing right it that doesn't help that doesn't help like there's two ways we can help one way we can help is with ourselves find a way to survive it right and that's what we're talking about right now right? right and the second thing we can do is actively go out and become part of the movement that mm-hmm. is working on this. And there's millions mm-hmm. of ways one can do that um, in one's life. And what I've been working with, and as you know, I am, how do I answer this question? You know, how am I dealing with self-care kind of, right? And um, and I and I'm sound like a broken record and, and people hate people who talk about meditation. And so I don't want to be one of those guys. But um, who hates that's... people who talk about medi- meditation? <laughs> oh, so many people are like, oh, my God, I, I, that's what I always imagine. Right. That people hate yeah. people who talk about meditation. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so but t- t- to your point, you're talking about. I don't know how different it is from the affirmations and the mantras you're talking about, because you know, I have a disciplined meditation practice, right? I meditation, meditate two to three times a day, pretty much every single day. And, um, and I am, and it, it separates, it detaches my yeah. 
thoughts and my emotions from myself. Right. There, there, there becomes a distinction between those two things. It doesn't mean that yeah. I don't experience those emotions, I don't experience those feelings, but they- But you don't get but, swept away by them. They just take, and I can sit here and be like, oh my God, these emotions are so intense but not mm -hmm. be like swirling down the thing with them. And and, yeah. and I think the affirmation stuff that you're talking about is not dissimilar from that in a lot of ways, in the sense that like, mm -hmm. right, you are, you are t almost talking yourself through what you're experiencing, right? Yeah. And, and just getting a more realistic perspective on it. And that's all, and that's all meditation really is, is changing yeah. your perspective. perspective. That's what it is, right? Totally, totally. Because that's what the problem is. You're like this close to it. That's exactly it. it. That's exactly it. Think that's your then that, that that is everything that exists. Right? Yes, that's, that's everything that exists. And by the way, it's your right. fault too, because that's what you yes. said too. That the that the feelings are somehow a de, like a, a, a deficiency of yours, right? Like mm -hmm. you are you are your feelings, right? Mm -hmm. and, and 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 they they control you as opposed to oh no, you know what? Feelings literally exist. To, create, to, to to make human beings do stuff. Like that's what right. they exist to do. That is their function in our G, in our system is it forces right. me to, to 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 do various things. Love my love my child, love my friend, all the stuff that makes mm -hmm. us being human beings. And so they're just part yeah. of who we are. Like they're not right. a reflection on how bad of a person I am. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But it feels that way. <laughs> it really feels yeah. that way. Right? And neither are they like self-defining. Like right, I am right, not right, right. like I'm not an the anger is so overwhelming or whatever it is so overwhelming but that's like thinking of yourself as your heartbeat like it's just right. it's a function of your body exactly right? it's exactly, not exactly who that. you are yeah right, yeah right, and right. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because that's something too that like that it's another one of those lessons that i'm constantly relearning and then i get like sucked down into this muck which is probably i probably should be meditating twice a day should that's not a good word <laughs> that's not um, a good word no no should is a terrible <laughs> word we it's a stick we used to beat ourselves i've heard it's someone true. say and it yeah, really is great. it really really is that's great but yeah. i think for me that's one of the things about going to therapy on a consistent mm -hmm. basis because definitely it's, it's, even when i'm not feeling in a you know just desperate like it just helps to maintain helps keep that accountability and keep those lessons fresh in your head like uh, That's right. I'm always saying to myself, which is the same thing that it sounds like you're achieving with meditation is a thought is just a thought. A feeling is just a feeling. And just it just creates that space and reminds you of that perspective that this is temporary. This isn't like where you're going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's really yeah. interesting, too. And this is one of the things that I've taken away from meditation also. And it's I, it sort of, I think, dovetails uh, with what you're saying. And that is right. There is a. Uh, you know, the fact that the feelings come back, the feel, the sense that the, the feeling of of despair and and the, and the self recriminations and the fucking regret, Jesus Christ, regret is. I didn't realize how big of a part regret is until you get older. You don't realize how big of a part regret is in your in, in your life. I remember hearing that mm -hmm. as a young person, people talking about like old people talking about regrets, and I didn't mm -hmm. understand it in the same way that I do now at age forty one. I'm like, I understand regret now. Things you yeah, literally can't undo. You mm -hmm. can't undo them. And things that you wish you did, you literally can maybe never ever do them. Like that's a stark yeah. realization. But yeah. um, but my point is that, um, you know, 
not only are these feelings here and they come, but like, we should expect them to come back, right? But when they come back, we shouldn't then look at ourselves and say, oh my God, here it is again. Mm -hmm. What have I done? I failed. I'm just, I failed. No, no, of course they're gonna come back because right, this is what mm -hmm. meditation is. Like a meditation is is trying to, is focusing, is, is, the experience of meditation is suddenly realizing, waking up and suddenly realizing that you're, that you have gone off on a thought trail and then coming mm -hmm. back, right? The entire practice is premised on you will definitely go, you're, you will definitely get distracted. It's yeah. not a question of what, and it's not a bad thing. That's just part of who you are. And I think it's the same right. thing with these feelings, right? Like mm -hmm. these feelings will come back. This is part of Liz. This is part of Kristoff. This is who we are. And we shouldn't be surprised when they come back. We should just shrug our shoulders and say, Okay, there's that word should again, but um, but you know we we can mm -hmm. we 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 can look at yeah. these things and say something and, and and conclude something different other than my God I'm a fucking failure. Right? How about just like oh there's anger again? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it yeah it's true. You know. It's so true. Yeah, I have meditated in my life. I just I struggle with consistency. Yeah, consistency is tough, yeah. and and you know, and I'm not I'm not here advocating meditation for everybody. What I advocate is find something that works for you. Yeah. I mean, I think because I do think that radical self care, right? Um, and we live in an environment, capitalist environment, uh, you know, rugged individual American environment where like this idea of taking care of yourself uh, that as if you, that you. This idea that that I matter, that my, that how I feel and how I go through mm -hmm. every day matters is like it's a radical mm -hmm. idea to take care of yourself. Like yeah. right, taking vac taking two weeks of vacation is radical in America. Like one yeah. week is the best you get. Like two weeks, it's like you're like maybe risking your job. Right, that is radical. Yeah. Right, yeah. that's where that's the environment we live in. Right, and that you're somehow lazy because you yeah. have a human need, and that you're meeting your need. Yeah, yeah, which right. yeah not to go back to this whole mess but it's part of this like this blind this white dude blind spot and i want to be clear that when i say white dude i know you know this but i had to say this to matt the other day that this is like a, a shorthand for me absolutely it's, it's not absolutely. like i think every white man in the world or the country thinks these things are access right. but it's so tiresome just, that we have to say this every time i when i when i, when I say white people i don't mean every white person i know right. every white person ever that's ridiculous of course right. i don't mean that right <laughs> I think that's one of the things one of the things that's so it's so much easier and 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 uh more relaxing to have a conversation with someone else who understands what it is to not be in the dominant social group because yeah, right. I can say to you the white dude thing and you know exactly what I mean right. you know that I'm not shitting on my husband or my kids like right like literally your husband right like come on like you think yeah. that like, people think that you're oh no my husband's just a terrible person that's why yeah. I married him like of course that's yeah. not what you mean <laughs> the two the two boys that I'm raising like, right right exactly yeah, I love my kids more than anything in the world they're of white course no you know you know what I you know what I found I, I was listening as as you reminded me and I just jotted it down because Right, as as this is something that black men and black people deal with all the time in the sense that, right, like, and white men, uh, and I think white people, but white men in particular don't, and that is, right, like, I, and I'm writing about this right now in the book that I'm writing, so it's really just like really relevant mm -hmm. to me right this moment. And so, you know, is that, <clears throat> you know, black men 
especially, but black people, we're looked at as representative of the entire group, right? Mm -hmm. So like when someone talks to me, I'm, I'm implicitly speaking for all black people. So much so that I get questions specifically about black people yeah. as if like I know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not even representative of the average black person, let alone even if I could, even if I was representative of the of of a typical American black person, which I'm not, um, I can't speak for everybody. But I've been asked questions like this all the time. All the time it happens, right? So now white people are not used to that. So white right. people are are used to being thought of as individuals, mm -hmm. right? And so, so especially white men, right? Mm -hmm. Because the entire world revolves around white men, right. That, right? So when you say to a white man, man. You know, when you say white people are doing X, Y, and Z, he's like, how dare you is how dare you lump me in with those other horrible white people? I am not like them. And I'm like, yes, you're correct, but you're not used to the feeling of being lumped in. To you, yeah. it seems like oppression, but, and it is in some sense, but mm -hmm. like, this is what we deal with as black people every single yeah. day. And it just highlights the extent of the privilege. Yeah. Folks, folks, it do it, folks deal with, and like a thoughtful white person, white man, white woman, in response to that says, "Huh, holy shit, I never fucking thought about right. that." Or maybe I did think about it, and I didn't think about it in this context. Right. Um, the Kavanaugh response is, "What? How could you possibly think of me that way?" I hope you enjoyed that. I think the tenor of that conversation reflects how frustratingly powerless we progressives feel these days. It feels like we do nothing except lose, like all the time. Now, the radical secular will continue to deliver information to you about the realities we're facing as progressives. We will continue to host smart and interesting guests who will provide a wide range of valuable perspectives on those realities. But most importantly, we'll discover together what we all can do to fight back against theocracy, to fight back against patriarchy, to fight back against white supremacy in our capacities as average liberals who've had a fucking enough. Our goal here is to build systems of solidarity and constructive action that are premised on radical empathy. Well, that's it for today. Once again, thank you for bearing with us as we transition into this next phase of our development. Please connect with us on social media because we love you and we really want to talk to you there. But until next time, please care for each other. Share your experience, share your strength and your hope with each other and with the people you love.